Hey, before we get started this week, I thought I'd just tell you a little bit of a different format. Obviously, the Model 3 was revealed. We're going to spend basically the entire time talking about the Model 3. We'll get back to your emails and other stories next week. But we thought such an important reveal event. Let's just focus on that. All right? Why? Because we're talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Welcome to Talking Tesla 2-8, the post-3 launch show. Did you all come to the launch? 300 of you did. Thank you for joining us for the launch. We had a really good time, I thought. Pulled pork sandwiches. What I liked most about it, and I don't know, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, was the interactivity. I liked being there, answering questions as they came through the chat room. Yes. I thought that was... It was interesting for me to hear how people, what people are thinking, what kind of questions they have, because otherwise uh, it's just really me and you kind of steering the content of this show. Which would be stupid. I mean, that's ridiculous. Come on. It was a lot of fun. And I think next time that there's a big announcement, we'll do the same thing again. Although at this point, the next time there's going to be a big announcement will probably be a year and a half away. We finally come to, we come to, to, to step three, or the, the final step in the in the master plan, which is a mass market, affordable, affordable car. Because that was number one of two right. announcements about the Model 3. And he said, close to production, we'll do the, no, the fine detail. But that is not going to happen, Tom, for a long time. A long time. At least a year and a half is my guess. So let's get into it. Let's get to do it this way. Let's get to do it. Let's get to do it. Let's get get to do it. Uh, What we're going to do here is we are going to take the audio that Elon said. Elon said, which was very minimal, right, in detail. Almost on time and really short. It was weird, (laughs) which shows that they're way nowhere near uh, having any real information. We're not sure. What I'm really curious about is what components were actually in those prototype cars right. i am pretty sure that there was a guy pushing it from the inside <laughs> no there was uh, lots of uh, periscopes of people actually driving yeah. around in that car afterwards hmm. so fascinating so let's go back for a second yeah if you go back to talking tesla number something <laughs> number one of them i don't know elon said months ago that there would not be a prototype there They'd be showing pictures, and we've been making fun That's of That's true. Them. And then finally, at the event, they're like, oh, yeah, there's a prototype. They must have been working overtime. So maybe Elon is listening to this show and trying to make us look bad because yeah. we're talking. He's like, oh, yeah? Really, Tom and Mel? Boom. Have a car to drive around. What is the game here? The game here is to get sustainable transport. The entire reason for Tesla's existence is for sustainable transport. During this week that he's been talking about the Model 3, we got reports that the West Antarctic ice sheet is melting way faster than anybody could have possibly thought, which could raise sea levels by 6 to 20 feet by the end of the century. It's going to be a disaster. Sorry, Miami. That sorry, little hill that sorry, you guys lots were... Sorry, of the world. <laughs> sorry, yeah. mass migration. Yeah. Sorry, uh, mosquito-borne illnesses. Six feet? Six to 20 feet. Six to 20 feet. That's, That's a, a lot. lot of island nations. Bye-bye, island nations. That's bye-bye, everybody in California coast. Bye-bye, trillions of dollars and wars and badness. No, not bye-bye, not bye-bye wars. Bye-bye. Hello, wars. Hello, wars. <laughs> mass Hello. migration. So 100, 200 million people looking for new places Hundreds to live. of millions of... Oh, boy, it's going to be bad. So that's why he would like to move things along here. Let's stop the CO2 production. And he said thank you to the S 
and the ex-owners for buying really expensive cars to help fund Tesla to get to what really matters, which is the mass market adoption of the three. He said this is the next part of the master plan. Uh, First of all, I want to start off by saying the Model 3 is going to be an incredibly safe car. Um, We really believe at Tesla that safety has to come first. We, We care about you. We want you to be safe. We want your friends and family to be safe. This is paramount. The Model 3 will be not just be five-star on average, it'll be five-star in every category. Five-star safety in every category, not on average, which would make it an extraordinarily safe car. Yeah. And we know these cars are safe because of the testing that's already gone on with the X and the S yeah. and the fact that the battery is down the bottom, that you don't have a giant internal combustion engine that'll right. smash through the window and kill you. Big crumple these zones. very, very safe cars, and I like that. That is actually a big sale point for me. Here's a case study. I have a son. He's going to be going off to college in about two and a half years. I ordered a Model 3 specifically with the intent that if he needs a car, if he goes to college, that he needs to drive. And I'm not sure that he will, but if he did, that would be the kind of car I would like like him to have because it would be safe, environmentally friendly, and expensive at $35,000, but not ridiculously expensive. But that's probably not going to happen. So that's sort of just a case scenario. Let's do that. Okay, uh, safety is good. Now let's and, do – And also another part of safety, right? Autopilot features, right? That's yep. that's a key – my guess is that that's a key part about it, right? You're jumping ahead again because that's a very important point. But So safety in every category, five. But the best safety is if you don't get into an accident. We'll get that Correct. in a second. Let's do it in order. The next thing he talked about was – Speed. Speed. And even the base model of – even the base model three – We'll do zero to 60 miles an hour or zero to 100 kilometers an hour in less than six seconds. At Tesla, we don't, we don't make slow cars. That's quick. And that's important in not necessarily in a top speed way, but it's one of the issues that people, I think, mentally always have with these electric cars is, can I get on the freeway safely? Can I get out of trouble safely? And let me tell you, you can. The amount of torque available in in my RAV and in the S's is is more than capable of getting you out of any trouble, being able to pass that big rig on an on-ramp or just being able to sort of figure out how to get by and, and do those things. That's the important part about this zero to 60, in my opinion. It's not the stick your body to the seat action, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. My kids love that when I'm like, <laughs> zoom in the S. Um, and you can't do that in any other car. You know, and if you've been driving, let's say you've been driving a plug-in Prius, right? That's a very underpowered automobile, oh, yes. which makes that getting on and off the freeway, it's a little sketchy. There's a, It's a different way you have to go about it. You can't necessarily just zoom your way through it. You have to more than likely stop and wait for that semi in, uh, in a Prius. It does make a big difference, even if you're not a rev head who's just trying to drive right. fast. To have that torque and available seems right. very safe. I can, like, I can whip by you if I need to. It's good. So zero to 60 in six seconds is very fast. I had a Leaf, which was zero to 60 in 7.5 seconds, and that felt incredibly fast to me. Yeah. Then I got the uh, my Tesla does zero to sixty in about five seconds, and it feels ridiculously fast. Right. So that's a nice little speed there. And yeah. he says again, that's for the base. There'll be versions which are much faster. So no doubt, ludicrous you'll be able to, three. You'll be able to drop serious bank, and it'll be interesting 
depending on the size of the motor they put in there, it could be as fast as the top end right now because it's going to be a much lighter car. Maybe right. it'll go could be zero to 60 in one second and you pass out and then you have to autopilot because <laughs> then you're not. Right, but then you get some stability issues because it is a smaller car, probably has a shorter – It definitely will have a shorter wheelbase. We don't know if it's going to have a narrower wheelbase at this point than the S. One of the reasons that the S – is so stable is it's a very wide car yeah right very it's low heavy, very, very wide. wide yeah and actually i would really prefer a three because i went for a trip to san diego i'm really not a good parker tom it's a wide car and i back into the supercharger and people always giggle at how bad i am actually i do have a question about that we've been talking about you and your s and your three right like before the S, and you were very tortured about spending that amount of money on a car. You have since spent even more money yes, on an I've egg, so, over it. <laughs> so you've gotten over it. But if the three is everything that you would like it to be, do you? I personally don't see you going backwards and selling your S and not having an X, right? And just having a family of Model Threes, which you could do, which was well in your purview, right? You could get most of your money back on your X, sell your S. Do you do you feel like you would go backwards? And you were obviously an early adopter because you wanted to support the company and do all those things. And we're getting a little bit off topic, but I think that's very interesting from a like a human standpoint. I will tell you that. Um I got the S because I needed a new car. I needed an electric car. I wanted good range. Um, but the S is not the f- format that I would like. It's a bit too much sports carry. It's a bit too low down. Yeah. So I like the X because it's more SUV. It's higher up. I like that. Right. But I also love my Leaf, which was a low down car, which was very small. So I'd actually prefer a Model 3 over an S just so, for the so, size. So I want you a could- smaller car if I'm going to whip around town. But the question is, would I want a 3 over an X? Only time will tell. Right. But I definitely would choose a 3 over an S. Interesting. If that is at all useful to anybody, which it's not. Okay, let's do autopilot features. He said this. And in terms of range, the the range will be at least an EPA rating of 215 miles. There it is. He said at the base, it wasn't a definitive statement if you pass out his words, at least 215 miles at the base. Right. And so the question I have for you, Thomasina, yeah. what do you think the high-end range is going to be? If that's the base, if that's the stripped-down version, what's high-end going to be on a three? I mean, the real question is, is do they offer a three-battery configuration as opposed to the normal two that they've been doing? My guess is that they don't. My guess is for simplification, to to ramp up production to the levels that they have to, you know, Again, that factory has produced 6,000 cars a week. If they want to get anywhere near that level, they're going to have to simplify it or just get a lot better at making cars quickly. So let's say two batteries. If there's two batteries, my guess is there's the base 215 and then probably something in the 260 range. So I don't know what that means in kilowatt hours because a lot of factors is, you know, lightness, steel, blah, 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 space. But again, it's a smaller wheelbase. So they're looking at smaller amount of space to fit these batteries in to begin with. And, you know, he did uh, talk a little bit about um – how there's improvements in battery technology. But here's what I think you have too. I agree with you. I think you keep it simple. The SKUs are simple. Two batteries and the high-end battery though, 300 miles because there's something magic psychologically about 300 miles. But we talked about that. So in your your calculations that you did, right, you talked about uh, a 
what was it? Two something per two hundred and seventy dollars per mile, mile of range. right? So two seventy, and you're saying an additional eighty five miles. If it's three hundred, that's an additional twenty two thousand nine hundred dollars. That seems to me like a lot. Well, uh, that was it was a guesstimate pulled out of my buttocks by doing a bit of math. Right. Um, but if those if those stay in the ballpark, right? That's a big jump. Like. That adds like the full cost of the twenty two thousand dollars is a big big jump and 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 right now those jumps are seventy five hundred dollars right so if you kind of extrapolate to those being the jumps then you're probably looking again at the two forty two fifty for the high end range yeah and I'm going to say that that won't happen because the gigafactory is going to make these battery prices come down substantially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that 270 maybe it'll get down to 150 or 100 And so then maybe for 10000 bucks, you could get a substantial increase in range maybe to get you to 300 That's still like at one uh, shoot, yeah, at 150 it's still 127 to go to 300 Yeah, and right? I'd do that. So for somewhere around ten grand to give me a 300-mile car, I'd, I'd do it. But we don't know yet. We don't know what the Gigafactory, yeah. how much it's going to bring down these prices. And we also don't know the new technologies, which the, he hinted at. The biggest battery factory in the world, bigger than all other lithium-ion factories combined. That is a large and... It's already in production. It's already That's working. true. Making, so they making hit those the, power walls. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> so they hit the minimum range, which was yeah. 200. Um, and we don't know exactly what it's going to be because this thing doesn't even exist yet. But uh, that is good. So now let's talk about autopilot. It will also, uh, all Model 3s will come standard with autopilot hardware. Yeah. What did he this? say there? Answer me this, because I wrote this down. He says, autopilot is going to come or autopilot hardware will be standard and the safety features will always be on even in the lowest one which suggested to me that you can have some autopilot safety features at the base but if you want to have the other stuff you have to pay to get it flipped on so those are the things that are coming standard in mercedes right that's the and other vehicles with a lot of safety features that's the braking so you're not going to rear end people and that's the lane assist right so it's going to keep you in your lane if there's a if you're about to go into your lane it's going to kind of watch those blind spots for you and my guess is the, that's the base right that's the that's the, that's the basic things uh-huh. that you want your car to do don't let me hit another car uh if i'm you know looking down at my phone for a half a second don't let me rear end a thing and no i'm not looking down at my phone i only look at my phone when i'm at a red light I know that's still wrong. It's wrong, Tom. But it's happening. I would never But not while I'm driving. So that's why, again, I think when you pass out these words, and this stuff could yeah. all change, is that the autopilot hardwood would be in there. And I think we've learned this from the S and the X. Yeah. You put it all in there because it's cheap. And then you say, you know, I really want that after all. Here's, yeah. here's a couple of grand. They just flip the switch. Right. So that's what I get from that. The, the Model 3 also fits five adults comfortably. Now, now comfortably is the important part here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but the challenge, obviously, with building a smaller car is how do you how do you still make it comfortable with a bunch of people inside? So there, there, are, there are two important uh, design steps we did with the Model Three to achieve that. One was to move uh, the instrument panel or the firewall. There really isn't a firewall, <laughs> so you don't have a big combustion engine in front. We we move the front seats forward and compress the, the instrument panel. When you when you do your uh, rides tonight, you'll see what I mean. The, the, you're sitting a little further forward. It actually feels great um, on the front seats. That's what gives gives you the leg room uh, to have five adults, and so that your first and second row have plenty of leg, leg room. 
And so in a few of the periscopes, we could see people sitting in the back seat. And it did look like their feet were right up against the seats. But we don't know whether or not, because it was a prototype, those seats were at all adjustable, right? So it looked like the front passenger seat, anyways, was way, way, way far back. So it's hard to tell. But again, you're, you don't have that center transmission that's going down mm-hmm. the middle of the back seat. So that kind of gets rid of at least the hump for the, for the center seat person. So that alone gives you a little bit more legroom. And so hopefully, yeah, I mean, five, five adults comfortably, you know, maybe not for 300 miles a drive up the coast, but at least driving around town, like you get in back of a 300 series, there's just not a lot of room back there. You get in in the backseat of almost any of these cars, maybe the Accord is an exception because there's mm-hmm. a little bit of quite a bit of room back of an Accord. And again, some of that will depend on how tall your driver and passenger are. So very cool, but at least he's thinking about it. And then it's got that beautiful pane of glass on the top. So when you're back there, maybe you won't feel as uncomfortable because you can see everything happening above you there was a wow factor to that as we're watching the yeah. live feed and then afterwards we're watching some of the periscopes yeah. and it looked like people sitting in the back just were in this canopy of light and yeah. they could see even though it, it was night fantastic canopy of starlight <laughs> Stars have light. but it was cool yeah no i mean it really was very cool. cool we all went yeah yeah Dang, yeah, yeah a cool. lot a lot of front glass and then a little bit of a pillar which my guess is a crumple pillar and then some more glass very thick a pillars to go back to the safety thing so that's another interesting thing that that would make that autopilot that we talked about even more important because it's hard to to see your blind spots if the a pillars are super thick he did say just i'm sorry the b pillar i apologize the b pillar So let's go over these pillars because they are important for a number of different reasons. So first of all, your A-pillar goes from the hood of the car up on each side of your windscreen up to the roof of the car. gives some stability there. The B-pillars are the ones that are behind those front seats and go from the roof uh, to the side of your car and give you sort of that rollover stability. So if they're thicker, that's good for stability and for rolloverness, but it's bad for your blind spot. It increases the size of your blind spot, which is what Tom was talking about. The C-pillar is the one at the back, right? That's between the roof and the trunk of your car. And if you've got longer cars, you can have actually D-pillars as well. So another set of those. So good when they're big, good for stability, good for rolling over, but bad for blind spots. Did say that uh, for um, because of the fact that it's electric and everything's yeah. on the bottom, mm-hmm. that the internal volume of that car will be substantially higher than any other car yeah. of the same size. Right. And we, uh, we've learned this from electric car. That's one of the cool things about them. All right. Then, then in addition, it has, just, just like the Model S, it has a front and rear trunks. Uh, you, you can, it, it has more cargo capacity than any uh, gasoline car of the same external dimensions. So there's going to be a frunk and a trunk. Frunk a Baby Frunk. Baby Frunk. <laughs> right. Boom, boom, so, boom. Yo, so, yo, yo, I'm Baby Frunk. So it feels like, you know, maybe it's a 20% smaller than the S. That was one interesting thing. They didn't bring an S out for size comparison to put it right next to it. There were pictures of it next See? to S's, yes. but they didn't bring one out to sort of give you a real world vision of, of its size. So it, it feels like they shrunk the trunk a bit. They shrunk the frunk a bit. And the... The cabin is a little bit smaller, but maybe that's where they sacrificed as little as they possibly could to, again, give you more space and to hold a seven-foot surfboard, which I guess is pretty important. It is if you have a seven-foot surfboard. It looks like the internal structure is much more like the X. They push those seats further forward, yeah, and that's a bit more how the X is, and you don't like the little stubby-nosed X as much as you like the long-nosed S, yeah. but it seems a bit more X-y. 
A little bit, very Porsche-y on the front end as well. Very like uh, Porsche. Porsche-esque is a word. Porsche-esque. Let's talk about uh, supercharging. Then, with respect to supercharging, uh, all Model Threes will come with supercharging standard. Okay, so he said it will be standard in all Model Threes. Is that what he really means? I'm trying to pass his words. Well, I mean, it'll have the capability will be standard. Is that what he's saying? I don't know. I, I don't mean, know if I'm trying to pass his words too much or if I'm being a bit of an a hole. Right. But it's hard to it know. It sounded with him, like right? when I listened to it yeah. again. Supercharging. That, yeah, supercharging. You got it. Right. Done. Long distance travel. Like, why would we change that now? Why? There's no reason to change that. We'll just build the network out bigger. So having said that, excellent. He said there are 3,600 superchargers worldwide. Yeah. And by the end of next year, there'll be another 3,600 uh, uh, superchargers. So doubling the number of superchargers. Worldwide, not necessarily in the States. Right. And then the number of destination chargers is going to quadruple by the end of next year. Yeah. And that's good, but it's still not enough. I would like to see way more. Because if they, they're selling, they think this year, the total number of X's and S's sold will be around 100,000. Yeah. Worldwide. Worldwide. They've got orders for three or four times that. And we're going to get to it in a second. But there's going to be more than twice as many of these cars on the road. Right. And every year they don't go away. No. So I... Again, I'm so worried about this. The supercharger network should be expanding at four or five-fold a year, not two. I'm just saying, Tom. We got an email from somebody, and I wish I had their name on. I'm sorry, who said, the other way you fix this, obviously, and it is obvious, is that the charging times go from 30 minutes for an 80% charge, which is that's under the best of circumstances, by the way, to getting it down to, as they've suggested a year or two ago, that they could get that down to five minutes. So then right. you can whip those cars in and out fast. So speed of charging is another way to fix this problem with superchargers. Maybe they've got something up there, magical Tesla sleeves. For sure. We'll see. But how many here's – a, here's a quick question for you. How many gas stations – so we're talking at the most by the end of 2017, 7,200 superchargers. How many gas stations are in the United States of America? I have no idea. Would you like me to guess? Sure, I want you to guess because I have the number in front of me. Good. Okay, so there's 7,200 superchargers by the end of next and, year. And 16 16- – million cars being made every year okay, I think, i'm gonna say know. there is one hundred and thirty thousand gas stations oh, in the united so states close really one hundred sixty-eight thousand. whoa so that is Ten, a lot 20 more. fold more right but but so 20 fold more but for how many cars now the difference again obviously is you only have to be in a gas station for a couple of minutes so to your point mm-hmm. of faster and faster charging the other aspect of it is, is again, are all of the people buying the S's going to need, or I'm sorry, the Model 3 is going to, to be traveling as much as people that are, you know, the, the high-end folk that have been buying the S's and the X, let's be honest. They do their job in multiple cities, right? Because they're, they're affluent. It's a different group of people. So it may... St- Obviously, it's going to strain the supercharger network, but it may not be as bad if 20% of the threes are taxis, right? Then those taxi companies should be on the hook for building their own superchargers, right? So let's say you're a company and you want to buy 200 Model 3s. As part of that deal, you should buy 
you know, 20 supercharger stalls to put in your garage so your taxi fleet doesn't tax a supercharger if that's important. And obviously it is because you want your cars to be on the road as much as possible. Yeah, I can see what you brought up there is a very important point. It would be interesting if somebody bought 200 of these things yeah. and they could do a cabin that's in San Francisco and that cab company kept hogging all the supercharger uh, network that's there. Uh, the general public would be like, I love the fact that you've got uh, clean uh, right. cabs, but uh, – Get out of my supercharger network. Or Uber drivers. I mean, the same thing, right? Even the the sort of lay person like Uber. Let's say Uber wants to do this. Let Uber, that's an Uber supercharger. So, so then what about buying and servicing? So where we are today with Tesla is we've got 215 locations um, in Asia, North America, and Europe. And uh, by the end of next year, we expect to more than double that to 441 locations. Wow. So... Sometimes those service centers get quite busy with things like, I don't know, falcon wing doors. So you had an article which was saying one of the issues is if they have a good build quality and if you don't have to get them serviced very much because intrinsically electric vehicles require much less maintenance. But because this is a new car company and they're trying to work out the issues, it will kill them if there's some fundamental flaws with the Model 3 and they all have to go back to the service center every 10 minutes. Right, I mean, there's anecdotal information that they've had to replace a lot of the early drive motors on the S's. You know, this article that I read said they've replaced most of them. I probably would guess that's not true, uh, but I don't know. I don't really know the answer to that question. And my guess is if we asked Tesla, they would not tell us that number. Although maybe because it's a public company, that stuff is available somewhere. So if anybody knows the exact number, feel free, drop us an email, give us a link to the data. So uh, how will he make them? The next statement is here. So he said, we need high volume vehicle production, but you also need high volume battery production. Right. He's confident that the fairly confident that the Fremont, Fremont factory can do 500 cars a year. That's 500,000 a year, not 500. That would be silly. And that the Gigafactory can keep up with that. It's the world's largest building, has the largest footprint of any building, and they'll be able to produce 50 gigawatts of lithium-ion batteries per year. So to give you a sense of scale, the Gigafactory will actually have the largest footprint of any building of any kind. Okay. <laughs> Volumetrically, it will only be second to the Boeing factory in Washington. So then Robert did some math. Uh, 50 gigawatt factory divided by uh, 70. 50 gigawatt capacity divided by 70 kilowatt hours equals 714,000 units if they use just 70 kilowatt batteries. So that's a lot. And then obviously some of that's going to be the 7 kilowatt uh, power wall. Some of it's going to be the 100 kilowatt power what i don't know what they're calling those power monoliths i can't remember what they're calling those so industrial things so robert's basic math here says that uh yeah at 60 at 50 gigawatts you can basically do 500,000 model threes you can do a whole bunch of model s's and you have some capacity left over to do power walls but we already know that there is a gigafactory 2 and gigafactory 3 planned and uh, and then in terms of price well of course it'll be thirty five thousand dollars And, and I want to emphasize, I want to emphasize that the, the, even if you buy no options at all, this will still be an amazing car. You will not be able to buy a better car for $35,000 or even close, even if you, if you get no options. 
So it's, it's, it's a really good car, even with no options. And he said, and I think you spoke to this before, it has to be amazing. And he specifically said that. I really think he listens to the show. He uses all your words. He said, this car is going to be amazing, even if you don't add any options. He's right. saying, like, this is going to be the bomb of a car. Right. So let's stop. Let's think for a minute of like really let's let's think for a second that it's not competing with a uh, a Bolt. It's not competing with any other electric cars. What does it really need to compete with to really have an impact on the planet? That is the Accord. That is the Camry, Camry right? Yes. So can it eventually compete with those two cars? What is the highest selling model uh, of that type of car, I believe it's the Camry. I don't know how many units a year, and I don't know what the average cost is. So, Tom, I looked it up that in 2015, the biggest selling car in the United States was the Toyota Camry with about 430,000 units at an average price of around $25,000. But that's the market, right? So with or without... With or without the federal tax credits, the market that they need to really have an impact, a big, big, big impact on CO2 would be that Accord Camry midsize sedan that, you know, a nice one is probably still around 35 would be my guess, but the base is probably 22, 25. So that's where they really want to get. And again, hopefully the gigafactories will be able to get them. Building them in China might be able to get them there. But are those cars that are in China, are those going to be made specifically for the Chinese market or for import? If they're for import now, you got import duties and blah, 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 and all that other stuff. So You're right. I think that's the next step. 35000 is still an expensive car, although that's supposedly the average cost of a car in the US. That's the average, so you have a lot of expensive cars. Right. And I think, yeah, you need to get it down to 20000 But this is all – maybe they're thinking that this is just an interim step because the next step we've talked about 100 times, which is autonomous driving – Ubers, you don't even own a car, and then they can mass produce a $20,000 car that's electric, and you don't even care because you're not going to own it. You're just going to pay per use. That's where we're going. But build value, but build quality still matters because, again, those cars are going to get driven, driven, driven that much more, and you're still going to be in them quite a bit if that is the case. And that's, you know, let's call that a ways off, right? Let's call that 20, 25 years off, and then... I'm going to say 10. I'm going to say 10. He's dealing with the next five... To eight years, get you a car, and a couple of years, you drive it around. But in 10 years, autonomous vehicles will be everywhere. You heard it here first. But in 10 years, you're talking about having to replace 300 million vehicles. That's 30 million production per year. Come on, buddy. It's going to be easy. It's going to be a transition time. Think about those numbers. So you looked at the car. This is to speaks to what you were just talking about. Yeah. Is this going to be a great car? You saw the videos. Everybody's seen the videos now. What are your thoughts? Even though you haven't touched it, smelled it, sniffed it, hopped in it, but you've seen it, what was your wow factor? It's wow. I mean, you know, like, again, I've driven in Tesla, so I know how they how they drive. They are fun to drive. If, again, it feels solid like the X and it has that big, thick, heavy steering wheel like the S that I like, um, it's going to be a great, great car. The real question is... Is it going to financially make sense for a larger group of people, right? We're talking millions of people, the next cadre of individuals. 300,000 almost orders, almost 300,000 orders in what? What's it been? Four days now? That's pretty darn impressive. I still think that uh, 
the initial 100,000 of them is probably more like 70,000. But I think now we are getting to the point where either A, people are excited and don't want to be left out. But if you if you're number 300,000 on that reservation list, you could be waiting a long, long time for that car. But that speaks to, again, Tesla's overall impressive behavior and what people what people are expecting. People are expecting these cars to be amazing and they will be amazing. The question again, build quality and final price. One thing that Tesla really needed was cash. They've been burning through a lot of cash. They to do have- this next thing, they needed some cash. And so Elon said in a tweet that the average price we think about uh, when people option up and stuff will be $42,000. Yeah. And if you multiply that by and it keeps changing every five minutes. I had a number of 260K. That was yesterday, 260,000 cars. We're talking over $10 billion in revenue. It's, in orders. In orders in so orders. far. It's easy to go to the financial markets, a lot easier, and say, I need a couple of billion, and I've got here $10 billion in orders. They're right. like, yeah, all right. I'll but, give that to you. But do they borrow the money or do they sell stock, right? That's the real question is, like, do they sell a piece? Do they have another offering of another class of stock? So the best case scenario here, and again, this has been part of his master plan, is to show the world that, one, you can make a mass market electric car, and that to show the world that the electric car is just on multiple different levels far superior to your gas guzzler. Yeah. And if he does that with a Model 3, and everybody's like, I can buy this thing, it's fantastic, it's better, it's faster, it's more fun to drive, I don't want a stupid gas car anymore, that's when... Exactly as you said, Ford and GM get serious and like, okay, internal combustion engine, over, people want electric cars, let's go. Right. Ten years after that, mass adoption of millions of electric cars, and he will have done his job. But he won't be here. He will be on On Mars. Mars. (laughs) Exactly. Did you put an order in for a Model 3? I did, yeah. I bought stock and I put an order in. and You did both. I did both. Look at you, because you're hoping the stock will go up so much it'll pay for the Model 3. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't think about that, but sure, that'd be awesome. I don't see that happening. I bought on a pretty good uptick. I already have lost a little bit of cash on that purchase, to be <laughs> honest with you, because I put my order in, like I said I was going to do, that evening of the yes. launch, yes. and there was a big high aftermarket thing, so my market price bid was much higher, and then it dropped during the day. Now, it's still red as closed up because they don't really factor in that aftermarket kind of stuff, so I got a little bit eh. You know, but whatever. So can you retire? Did you make so much money? No, I mean, so let's be completely clear. uh, It was four shares of stock. (laughs) It's four, dude. Four. Four shares of stock with no dividend and no profit. Although it is up to 250 today, up 5.5%. My sales price was 245. So $5 a share is the price difference right now times four. $20. Minus what I paid for the transaction. $20. (laughs) $20. You know, sorry. Market cap today of Tesla, $34 billion. Oh, Apple could buy that with loose change in their seats. Tim Cook's riding around in his S. He's got $34 billion in the frunk. It's true. <laughs> but again, why? Apple is a manufacturing company. They are a... Okay, here. I'm going to throw it out there. I've read this in a lot of places. Apple is an electronics maker who has 
enjoyed the highest margins for their hardware in the industry, why would they get into a low margin business? They don't have to. They can supply the technology. They can do all kinds of things. They're not, Tim Cook's not over there like Steve Jobs, full of hubris and like, I can do this better than anybody else. That's not his thing. That's not their thing. It would be cool, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. What they need is somebody with expertise in building a lot of cars. Toyota, we're talking to you. I mean, they're in an old Toyota factory. Toyota had invested in them. So, I mean, Toyota sells a lot of cars. They sell a lot of cars in that Model 3 uh, frame. I mean, there's Honda, there's Toyota, there's, I would love it to stay an American car company, but car companies are so global now. It doesn't really matter. These cars are made everywhere. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. The are, you model- are you excited? Is it going to be a huge? It's I'm excited. Huge. It's, huge. it's huge. It's huge. I'm excited that it happened. I'm excited that the information is out. I'm excited to learn more. I'm excited to see the country and the world embrace this car as they have but again, you know, time will tell. The jury is still out on a lot of levels, right? Were you happy with the pulled pork sandwiches and the giant fries that we had at the live event? I was very happy with the live event. I thought it went really well. Again, I enjoyed talking and chatting with all of the people. We really appreciate it. 300 people online. So that means that we will do more of these. I don't know if there's as much interest in doing these first SpaceX launches, but we'll find out. Maybe we'll there a, is. We'll do a few. We'll see. There's a launch coming up. So. Yeah, tell, tell us about the launch. What's going on Friday? You got a launch. There's a launch coming up on Friday. They're sending the uh, inflatable space station to the space station. So it's like a module that'll attach to the it's space station. It's a big station. balloon. You it's kind of a big balloon. And and I was re- listening today on my Alexa news briefing this morning, and they were talking about how it's actually the walls can be a little stronger because it's inflatable than metal, right? They're using very lightweight metal up there. So maybe things that could pierce the walls would bounce off the walls. You know, the biggest issue with space travel is getting weight into space. Those rockets really struggle with weight. So if you could increase the size of the space station modules, and then what you could theoretically do is have one really well-made like safety module and then all of the main, the work and stuff can happen in these much bigger modules. Maybe they'll put that dirigible up there. The dirigible would be great. And they're going to try and land it, which is really what I'm most interested yeah. in in terms of they're the, try again. watching it. I want to see him blow another rocket up. <laughs> I, just, I like to let's, see that. Do you think, let's take bets right now. Do you think they'll, A, they'll have video on the platform, and B, that video will cut out right at the wrong if, moment, right? If it cuts out right as this thing lands slash crashes, <laughs> I'm with you. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was Talking Tesla. His name was Tom Wolfson. My name is Mel Herbert. Talk to you next week. Enjoy your Model 3s, people. In They're- two years. Or more. In two years. We'll be on Talking Tesla like 100. Million. <laughs> We'll get back to our format where we cover a lot of different stories uh, next week. But we thought, of course, this week, Model 3 was the big reveal. We had to spend our, basically our entire time on it. We've got more emails. We've got a lot more stories. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Why? Because we're talking. 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 Talking.